The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what I did was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. What's up, everybody? Welcome to your fantasy football today mailbag. Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg, Chris Towers. We have a big special guest for you here to start the show. As we could have some crazy weather this weekend, and we'll bring on a repeat guest, Kevin Roth of Roto Grinders, in just a second. Remember to send your emails, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. We're also going to read your Apple Podcast questions, and uh, yeah, do some fantasy cops. Well. Chris and I are dealing with some cold weather up north. Not that bad. Jamie, how's it going in South Florida over there? Just sunning? It is the most perfect day in the history of days. Um, I don't understand why the two of you guys decided to leave this wonderful weather. Uh, But congratulations to you for staying inside for the rest of the uh, next three months. I know why I left. I left for love. I don't know why Chris left, but we'll explore that a little bit later. Kevin Roth, rotogrinders.com, sports meteorologist is here. Because we're, we're going to have a weather weekend. Uh, how are you, Kevin? I'm good. I love a weather weekend. I hate boring weather weeks, and a week <laughs> like this gets me excited. So I'm good. So if there was one game, if I just wanted to go and enjoy the best weather, what's, where's, like, what's the perfect game to go to? This Is it, is it Giants-Dolphins? I mean, Giants Dolphins is tough to tough to beat. You've got plenty of games that are inside, so you know sure. you're at 73 degrees with a roof. That's pretty good too. Uh, but yeah, probably down in South Florida, go hang out with Jamie, and, and you're good there. On the uh, other Kevin, hand, Adam doesn't know that there are indoor stadiums, so you just informed him of something. Oh right yeah, that's right. I always forget <laughs> that. On the other hand, if I'm in if I'm in New York, uh, Western New York, at the Buffalo game on Monday, what could I be expecting? Yeah, so that's the ugliest. We'll kind of run through what I'm looking at here. There's a handful of games where you could see some rain, but I'm not that worried. Cincinnati, Seattle, you could see some rain, but winds stay relatively light. No major impacts. You get into Chicago, now we're talking rain and probably about a 15 to 20 mile per hour wind. It's going to impact some of those deeper passes. But you mentioned it. The game that really stands out to me and the reason why I'm on the show right now is all because of the Buffalo game. Um, this has looked ugly from the moment I looked at it on Tuesday. It still looks ugly. You're talking about temperatures around freezing, a chance for snow showers. Both of those things, not great, but manageable. But this is the kicker. We're going to see winds here sustain 20 to 25, wind gusts of 40 miles per hour. That is significant, especially when you're adding it into the cold and the snow showers. It's an ugly, ugly day in Buffalo. Chris, if I had a free ticket for you to this game, third <laughs> row, 50-yard line, would you go? Uh, no, no. I There aren't a lot of, like, it would have to be, like, 75 degrees and sunny for me to want to go to a football game. Okay, that's ridiculous. A, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> it's just there's, there's so much downtime. I'd rather watch it at home. I would miss all of the other games that are going on, or I guess it's a Monday night game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Well, that excuse doesn't work, I guess. No, but sorry, yeah, I am adding myself as a person who does not really enjoy going to football games. Ooh, that's uh, well, I wouldn't. I don't know that I want to go in that weather. But all right, Chris. More importantly, are you, are you going to move Josh Allen down in your rankings? Maybe a little bit. I mean, the the quarterback position right now is so iffy that I'm not sure how far I could move him to where I would feel, you know, much better about anyone else. You know, like I guess. Would you rather have Jalen Hurts than him? I don't know right now. He's been, like, since they've made this change to a more run-heavy approach, he's had, what, three pretty mediocre games out of five. So I think it's more just that I don't know where I could move him to where I would feel more confident than anyone else. He's also a great bad-weather quarterback is one thing to note. Like, he's got a huge arm, so he can Mm -hmm. throw it right through the wind. He's mobile. He can move it with his legs. My issue here isn't so much on his performance. It's that these weather combinations might slow down the game, right? So Mm -hmm. they're handing the ball off more, uh, just kind of changing the game plan a little bit. And I think that'll hurt both quarterbacks, even though in New England, you've got a guy who's super accurate with short passes. That's great for bad weather. Mm -hmm. Buffalo, you've got a guy who's got the strong arm. I just think the game plans are going to be a little bit different in this weather. And that's why I do think it's going to impact this game some. And you think Chicago would be the other one to keep an eye on? Yeah, the winds aren't going to be as strong in Chicago, but it does look likely that we're going to see rain at this point. And then once you get to to around that 20-mile-per-hour wind threshold, and I think we'll be close to that in Chicago, that's when you know field goals become difficult, longer passes become difficult. So I'm going to be watching that one closely. You can follow me on Twitter, at KevinRothWX, as we get closer to kickoff there. Um, but those are the two that I'm really watching, especially that Monday night game. Kevin, thank you for swinging by. Great stuff. And remember to go to rotogrinders.com to see more of Kevin's work. Thanks. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. All right. That's some good information to help us get our lineup set. And uh, we, uh, all right, we'll uh, we'll take it from there. Thanks again to Kevin Roth. Uh, Next Sunday, it's an NFL on CBS doubleheader with early action featuring Justin Herbert leading the Chargers against the Bengals and the Eagles on the road against the Jets. Then one of the hardest-hitting rivalries in football is renewed when the Ravens head to Pittsburgh for a meeting with the Steelers. It all begins at noon Eastern with the NFL today. NFL doubleheader action this Sunday on CBS. You guys want to follow up? Jamie, uh, any, any changes that you might make in your rankings with the weather being so bad? No, um, I mean, maybe you downgrade, you know, Nick Folk and, and Tyler Bass, who have been must-star kickers and, you know, two of the best of their position, you know, just knowing that there could be some some problems there. But, again, you know, do you want to carry two kickers not wanting to give up on those particular players? Now, obviously, the Patriots have a bye in Week 14, so you might just go two weeks without Nick Folk or, you know, find a replacement option ahead of time. But I think the – I always go back to, because I'm old, but um, Dan Marino once said – Famously, uh, I could throw it in a hurricane. And when you get quarterbacks like that, and Josh Allen has that type of arm that, as Kevin alluded to, you know, he can throw it in bad weather. He's not going to have as, as much success, obviously, as he would in good weather scenarios. Um, snow on the ground and slippery situations sometimes favors the offensive guys mm-hmm. in a big way because they know where they're going. Yep. The defensive players don't know where they're going. So, you know, you get a lot of busts uh, based on. You know, a slant route can turn into an 80-yard touchdown, and, and those are good situations. So I, I think you still look at Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs as must-start guys. But really, if the weather was perfect, these might be the only <laughs> must-start guys anyway. So Yeah, who else would you be starting? I, I don't know if this changes a well, lot of how you approach this game. I think the kickers are actually really interesting. They're two <laughs> – they're kickers, but they're two must-start kickers. Yep. Two, two of the best. 
This is horrible potentially for them. So I don't know. I, I don't Hulk know. It's th- easier to get away from because you yeah. have next week, you know, if, if you're, if you're thinking at it, you know, from, from a strategic standpoint, which is always fun for kickers. But I think if you think, okay, I want Nick folk for the stretch run uh, of my fantasy league. Once we get to going into week 15, you probably have, I'm going to say a third of the league is not paying attention to waiver moves anymore because they're out of it. And then you're competing with, you know, maybe half the league to try and get him back. So he's you can, so you can good. Have an easier time to get it. He's so far ahead of everybody else. I mean, Nick Folk has been. I don't. I know we don't usually talk about kickers, but Nick Folk has been by far the best kicker in fantasy. I, man, can you put him on your bench for two weeks? Fantasy managers, you will have to make that decision. Uh, like, all right. With how many injuries there are right now, especially at, like, could you really? I, I don't know. Maybe there are a handful of leagues where I could justify it. Maybe I've got a Jacoby Myers who I probably won't want to start in the playoffs or something taking up a roster spot. But yeah, the, the idea of keeping a kicker that I'm not going to start on my bench for two weeks, I I'd, I'd be fine dropping Nick Folk. Okay. Kyler Murray is going to be a game day decision, which I guess would be better than a game time decision. He's one o'clock game. Thankfully. Yeah. yeah. He was practicing. I, I think he didn't he get a full practice or at least a limited practice in. No, uh, only limited. He was so, but it was limited before the buy. It was limited two weeks before the buy. Yeah, he's been so. dealing with these limited practice situations. Now, the, the one thing that's positive, uh, aside from it being a one o'clock game, so you'll know, is Cliff Kingsbury addressed the gamesmanship's gamesmanship part of this answer, saying that you know he doesn't have to fully yeah. divulge if they're going to play. Um, so yeah, I, I think the only thing that you'd be concerned about in a negative way for these two players taking it into Sunday is if the Vegas line moves in the bears favor, if the Vegas line moves in the bears favor, they know something you're probably going to see those guys sit. If the line doesn't move and goes the other way, goes in the Cardinals favor, those guys are playing. And I'm, I'm more optimistic about Murray than Hopkins at this point, just given the fact that one Hopkins was, you know, not being used as a go-to number one wide receiver anyway, before the injury, the fact that hamstring injuries have a tendency to linger, the fact that, He's already played through it and suffered a setback, so it's possible that they, you know, may try to be even more cautious. I'm, I'm not expecting him. You know, he's more like a low end wide receiver too for me this week. Okay, DeAndre Hop. Uh, sorry, uh, Daniel Jones rather is out. Andy Dalton is going to start. Nick Foles is going to be the backup. And a couple of running back situations that we're looking at: Daryl Henderson and Philadelphia. Chris, anything on the Rams and Eagles right now on this Friday afternoon? I haven't seen anything on uh, Daryl Henderson. The, the thing with, um, with the Eagles guys was Boston Scott was just dealing with an illness. So I actually don't know if he practiced. He did today. not practice on Friday. That's interesting. Because yep. the, the assumption is usually illness, you'll play through it. But we did get you know Lamar Jackson sitting out with a non-COVID illness. So that is, um, I guess, less of a sure thing than we thought. And Miles Sanders has been limited at practice all week. No, so. he's full. On, oh, he's, he's a full, full per- participant? Okay, Yeah, great. so right now right now it's uh, the depth chart based on who's healthy and, and available would be Miles Sanders one, Kenneth Gainwell two, and then the other two guys. Jordan Howard's almost certainly out. He hasn't yeah. practiced all week with the knee injury. Uh, but if Boston Scott, that's you know something that they could take up until Sunday if he's healthy and he feels ready to go. Uh, just to give you an example comparison, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire mispracticed on Friday with an illness, but Andy Reid's mm-hmm. already said they're playing. You know, so um, I, I would I would 
anticipate Boston Scott not being ruled out on Friday. That could change 10 minutes after we're done with the show. So I apologize if that's the, the case. But uh, at this point, Miles Sanders is in a great spot. Top 15 upside if there is no Boston Scott and Jordan Howard. I don't care what Kenneth Gainwell's potential role could be. Miles Sanders is getting a ton of work. And it would be dream worthy if it's Gardner Minshew starting because then there's less you know potential of stealing goal line work. Yeah, well, what if it is Boston Scott and Miles Sanders? I still like Miles Sanders quite a bit. I liked him a lot last week, and I think he would have come through if he didn't get hurt. Yeah, I, I think you, you just you, you put them in the fifteen to twenty territory as opposed to one guy being in the top fifteen, you know, scenario. All right. Yeah. Apple Podcast questions. This one is from Jacob. Full PPR. He's got a trade. He gives a lot of players and gets a lot back. All right, Jacobs, Alexander Madison. Terry McLaurin and Jalen Waddle. That's a lot. Jacobs, Madison, McLaurin, and Waddle. Getting back Cooper Cup and Miles Sanders. No. Jacobs, Madison, McLaurin, and who? Waddle. Waddle. For Cup and Miles Sanders. So you have a limited shelf life with Madison, but it's an awesome shelf life. Um, Waddle has a bye next week, so you don't have him next week. And, this is a bad trade. I don't. I don't like it. I'm just. Huh? Gonna, I'm just going. It's not a good trade. I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not the best. But is Sanders an upgrade on Josh Jacobs? I don't think so. I think it's lateral. Yeah. So that's what Madison McLaurin and Waddle for Cup. I just. I could be I'm, okay. Like, he just. He doesn't. He only now he's only got Montgomery and Sanders at running back. Yeah. So. Yeah, but two weeks from now, he only has Montgomery at running back. No, he has Jacobs still. Oh, Jacob. Yeah, you'd have Jacobs, and we'll see about Dalvin Cook. We'll see how long he's out. Right. Well, it's Justina possible Anderson Dalvin Cook is long for us now. Um, she tweeted earlier today that Cook is optimistic of a return. Whether that's, you know, something that comes into fruition. Uh, no, I'm sorry. She said, according to sources, Cook will return. You know, so um, uh, if it is just the two weeks, you know, think about your roster in the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, I, don't, I still... I, um, uh. All right, 21 Damage says, Greetings, Hank, Jesse, Skyler, Gus, and Walt. Never seen that one. Yeah, I, I think everyone's seen that one. Half PPR start two out of these guys. Madison, Jamal Williams, Boston Scott, Saquon Barkley. The first two. Yeah, I think you're sitting Saquon. And Boston Scott, yeah. And Boston Scott, yes. Sean from a town 40 minutes east of Toronto. Well, actually, can I ask one question? Yeah, is it is it which town is forty minutes east of Toronto? Um, is Buffalo forty minutes east of Toronto? I would. I, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, Javante Williams or Jamal Williams? Oh, Javante to the moon. Javante or Elijah Mitchell? Mitchell. I'm trying to figure out how high to move Javante Williams in this the week of the replacement running backs. Because I've got yeah. Williams as 13. Like Mark Ingram. Jamal, Jamal Williams. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's a good question. Because why so Melvin confident Gordon hasn't Jamie, practiced all week. Why so confident Javante over Jamal if Gordon's out? Better player. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think better better player, better offense. Um, Javante, I would guess Mike Boone will have a bigger role than either of the backups in Detroit. I could see Jamal Williams having 25 touches and that not being like an up, like a ceiling for him. Whereas 
Javante, I don't know. They they do the way they've talked about Mike Boone at least. I mean, I know they haven't used him much during the regular season, but I, I would expect he's going to have some kind of role. Whereas I'm not sure that's going to be the case with the uh, with the Lions backups. Okay, so it, you know, it could be a seven to eight touch difference between the two of them. It could, but you know, this is where volume versus talent yep. should matter to you. Um, because you tell me that Javante Williams is getting 18 total touches and Jamal Williams is getting 25 total touches. I think I just, just with that alone, I would take my chances on the 18 total touches from Javante. Really? Yes. How many of those extra seven touches are catches? That's, that's the question. Because if it's three, if it's it's, three, we got, we we saw last week, you know, I don't know how much more Jamal Williams is going to get, you know, he had 15 carries and five catches, you know, is he going to do that much? You just said 25. I mean, (laughs) I was saying hypothetically, but is he going to do that much more? Uh, probably not, but uh, I, three. I mean, you know, look, they'll, they'll cap it at some point. They're going to have to, you know, use some other guys. Um, he's he's proven to be largely ineffective. I mean, <laughs> that's fine if you want to go with. Well, no, in his career, when he's been the starter, he's been pretty good. You know, I just think the, the Packers ca- and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I mean, but he had, but you, but you said, you know, he's proven to be ineffective. He's actually pr- proven to be a, a very reliable starter when the other guy's been out. I don't think it's like if he were on the Packers, I'd start him over Javante Williams. He's on the yeah. Lions, so I'm not going to. But if you're if you're going to guarantee me four more catches in a full PPR league or something like that, I might I might just have to, you know. I think a lot of it does come down to like like last week, Jamal Williams had 20 touches, Javante Williams had 17. So you know, not the same gap that we're talking about, but that that seems like a fairly reasonable projected touch total for them. You know the. The Broncos had like 32 or 34 running back touches last week, so it's you know I don't think they're going to do yeah. that again. No, they won. Um, they won big. That's yeah, and it was against a team that teams have run against a lot this mm-hmm. season in the Chargers. Um, Javante wasn't that much better, except for the touchdown. Now that the thing is in the Broncos' offense, even though it's not a great offense, you would assume he has a better chance of scoring a touchdown than Jamal Williams. So that might be. You know, if you take out the touchdown, it was like a half point fantasy dif- point difference in PPR. But Who has more yeah. receptions this year? Uh, I would oh, guess Javante. Javante. Yeah, but yep. yeah, but that's that's not three more games. <laughs> Who's got more receptions, Swift and Jamal Williams, or Javante and Melvin Gordon? Let's take a look. Yeah, I would. I would, uh, I would think guess that's the Detroit easy. You think it's easy? I, I don't think, so. think it's easy. I think it's going to be closer than you think. Okay, I'm going to guess it's Detroit by ten. Mm-hmm. There's no way I'm getting to my Gibbs show on time today, oh, yeah, by the way. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I just saw, I was looking for him on my phone. I, if I look distracted, I'm trying to find this Odell Beckham news. I think I just saw that Sean McVay expects Beckham to play. So I'll see if I can find that for you. Yeah, there was the Rappaport report earlier today saying that there is some concern that Odell Beckham may not play. He didn't didn't practice Thursday with the hip injury, and yeah, Rappaport's report was his week 13 availability is up in the air. It's not considered a major issue, but uh, it's a concern for this week at least. Okay, let's get back to the questions. We still don't know what's 40 minutes east of Toronto, but we do know the question is this. Half PPR, pick one in the flex. Tyler Lockett, Boston Scott, Ayuk, or Alex Collins? Ayuk. Hmm. Lockett or Ayuk, basically, right? Yes. I, I would go with Lockett. From Grant, 10-team full PPR, pick a running back, a tight end, and a flex. Uh, well, this says Chuba Hubbard, so we're going to sit him. He's on a bye. So let's start Jamal Williams. Pick a tight end. 
Dalton Schultz or oh, sorry. Would you have said Schultz or Pitts? Pitts. Uh Pitts. And then your flex. Is it gonna be Jamar Chase or Adam Thielen? Um Chase. Thielen. From Medic Nick. Uh, okay. It's like 40, 40 minutes east of Toronto is in the middle of Lake Ontario. Mm. So. Well, he's very cold this time of year. From Medic Nick, am I insane for flexing Rob Gronkowski? I have Kelsey. I'd be flexing. Oh, yeah, you're kind of insane. Yeah, you're insane. Clyde Edwards, Elair, Madison, Daryl Henderson. You got to go Madison, right? It's not insane completely to consider flexing Rob Gronkowski, but not when you have Alexander Madison. So uh, one of the Broncos writers just tweeted that the season high in carries for Javante Williams was 17, which was week nine in Dallas. And the Broncos averaged 25 rushes a game. In oh. that game where he had 17 carries for Williams, Javante Williams, he ran for 111 yards, six and a half yards per carry. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's awesome. But here's the problem. They a- averaged 25 carries per game. It's so unevenly distributed wins and losses. So, you know. What is it in close losses? They've only had one, I think. Or they did they have a close win? They had a close win over the Broncos. They, that's almost all of their games are blowouts well, one way or the, the other. I'm sorry, against, a lot, against close Washington. loss to the Washington. Steelers where they had 17 carries total. They had a close loss to Cleveland where they had 12 carries. Yeah, total. that was a weird game. That that was the Thursday night. The Thursday night, the Ernest Johnson game. They barely had and the ball, if I recall. I guess the 10-point loss would be kind of close-ish, and they had 21. Right. Okay, uh, from Fender Bender, I play in a very shallow league with my family, and the teams are pretty stacked. It's a six-team league. Of my four running backs, I played Nick Chubb, DeAndre Swift, and Cordaro Patterson last week, and I benched Leonard Fournette. Obviously, I lost, but I don't think I made the wrong play. What is the lesson to learn from last week? Uh, get more people to play in your fantasy league. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anytime like this is when I'm when I'm in a league where I have that kind of depth, it almost makes me more anxious uh, as the season goes on because you don't want to lose a game because you made the wrong choice. And anytime you're talking about three guys for two spots who are all within like a five to ten spot difference in the rankings. Ultimately, like we do these new numerical rankings and we say, well, 13 is higher than 17. So start number 13. But like it's all probabilities and it's there's a lot of it's a lot closer to like a coin flip for a lot of these guys than, you know, the the ordinal rankings may make it seem. So I think as you get to this part of the season, if you have the opportunity and you have depth like that, trying to trade from that depth to build a a better starting lineup with fewer decision points, I think is the way to go. Yeah. And also just learn to live with those types of decisions because they happen all the time. It's just the nature of it. This is from chat baby guy in my league is whining to the commissioner that Cordaro Patterson should be listed as strictly a running back or a wide receiver. He's upset that I beat him while starting four running backs, including Patterson, Patterson, Javante, Eli Mitchell, and Dontrell Hilliard. I'd like to hear your opinion on this, on the eligibility of Cordaro Patterson, Jamie. Uh, I mean, if the commissioner did not establish either at the start of the season or when this became a problem after the first week or two that, you know, he should be either designated in one spot or the other, then you can't do anything about it. You know, so um, 
you can't change the rules in the middle of the season. If your league is allowing them to be used, allowing him to be used in multiple spots, then that's the way he should be approaching it. It is weird that like when was the last time Cordero Patterson was really like a wide receiver? Because he had 64 carries and 24 targets last season. He was used more like a running back last year for the Bears. I guess it's true. Maybe the Falcons listed him as a wide receiver on their depth chart coming into the season. I'm not sure. Um, but it is it is sort of weird that he was listed as a wide receiver coming into the season, I think. So be it. It is a shame that I did not think anything of him. <laughs> I wish I had him. We all did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm kind of saving my Scott Fishball season. Hey, nice. All right. Fan, is he eligible in both positions there, too? That's wide receiver, and I wouldn't even use him at running back there. Okay. Uh, time for the Fantasy Cops. This one is from uh, Elias. I'm too pissed off right now to try to think of anything fun to open with, so I'll get right into it. My 12-team PPR league with high school buddies is entering its 10th year this season. We decided to hold commissioner elections as people were disappointed with the performance and the involvement of our previous commissioner. The league is typically very competitive, and we know what we're doing. I won a very contentious election and was named commissioner to the chagrin of the now former commissioner and a few other core members. They've been making my life difficult at every opportunity, creating difficult situations for me to deal with and complaining about how I handle everything. Our league is very tight. I'm now 6-6 six and six with a 13-point lead in overall points four, but just hanging on to the sixth and final playoff spot. <sighs> okay. I have Aaron Rodgers and unfortunately did not have space on my bench to back him up last week, thinking I'd be able to pick one up off the waiver wire this week. Instead, the seventh place team, who's second in points four, and the eighth place team, and the 11th place team, the former commissioner who I'm playing this week, they all collaborated to use their fab to acquire every single starting quarterback off waivers and block me from putting up any points at the QB position this week. This will hurt my points for and cripple my chances of picking up a win this week, both very important factors in the playoff race. Obviously, I should have backed up Rodgers, and teams are entitled to spend their fab how they want, but this really stings as it has a good chance at costing me the playoffs, and it was orchestrated by the former commish, who has no chance to make the playoffs, and the two other league members who have made my life as commissioner as difficult as possible. I apologize for the long-winded email, but I wanted to hear your perspectives on the situation. <laughs> um, first off, go see if Mike Lennon is available and True. make sure you have a quarterback. So at least you get yeah. something there in case you can't resolve this like adults. Um, go maybe, I mean, honestly, if you're truly desperate, see if Kendall Hinton has QB eligibility in your league. Cause at least like maybe he hits on a big play and you get something more than nothing or, or, you know, pick up Gardner Minshew, pick up Colt McCoy. You know, they, they could be starting this week as well. Um, the second thing I would do is, Obviously, you won the election, so the majority of the league clearly likes you. I would communicate with those people that this is what's happening, and if you would like me to still be the commissioner of the league, let alone be in the league, these other three people are no longer in the league. Like, if they're going to do something like that shady, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, they need to be penalized. This is the definition of collusion. This is these players conspiring. They're conspiring. They did it together. If if it is in fact true that they did it together, and they probably did, if they all picked up every backup quarterback, the the conspiracy part, yeah. Uh, Have you guys ever done this though to your opponent? 
Uh, as an individual, yes. Yes. With other fantasy managers yeah, of other teams, with the, no. other, it's the, with the other people part, yeah. But I've definitely done this in a playoff matchup. Sure, that's totally fair game. But doing it with other people to no, all it's not team fair up. Game. What if I have a whole bunch of fab and you need a quarterback and I'm playing you? I, and you're I, picking up every single one. Absolutely. Yeah. That's I have absolutely that right. That yeah, is, I, did that, I did that with kickers that in a playoff match. I've done that myself before. Oh, it's a jerk. It there's no and, question. And, and Wait, if you no, that there's, there's no a difference. It's a jerk move. If you pick up the kicker, no. drop him, put him on waivers, pick him no up. Way. That's no wrong. Way. No way. Don't yeah. do it. Wait a second. No. Really? No. I think this is totally fair. It's no, totally it's not fair. Right. So I do dislike the pick them up and then drop of them because that's just exploiting a loophole in the rules. But yeah, no, I've done that. Jamie, what's your beef here? All right, so let's let's clarify, right? Because it's it no, I agree. It's a jerk move. No, it's not. It's strategic. You pick up, that's you play defense. Well, being, no. yeah, but being strategic and being a jerk are not mutually exclusive. Often they go hand in hand. I just want everybody to know what we're talking about. Scenario here is I'm playing Jamie in the playoffs. His quarterback got hurt, whatever. He needs a quarterback. I've got a lot of fab left. I use all my fab. I pick up four different quarterbacks to keep them away from Jamie. That's a jerk move. It's perfectly fine. I think it's I don't I wouldn't be upset at all. I think it's a great move. I think it's the benefit that you get for saving your fab. Shame on you for not doing it. It yeah. happens in real life. You'll see uh, there have been times where players have been claimed on waivers just to keep them from another team. I'm really surprised that you have a problem with this, Jamie. There's there's been players that have been kept from other teams, like teams have picked up multiple players from another team. <laughs> I can I, I can think of one example where the Philadelphia 76ers picked up a player who was waived just to keep them from being That's signed a to another player. A player. You can't pick up more than one. Players. But, you know, one, at that point, we're just if, talking about differences no, in Adam picking up degree. the best quarterback available when he doesn't need one is fine. Picking up six quarterbacks it's fine. is ridiculous. No, it's, it's fine. fine. No, it's, it's totally ridiculous. Fine. It's smart. It's ridiculous. It's, not ridiculous. it's a jerk move. <laughs> it's not and a jerk it's move. Fine. It's not a jerk move. It's the benefit of saving your fab. You can't do it on waivers, right? I mean, there's a priority list, so you can't do it with waivers. But if you, if you have saved all your money, then you can use that however the heck you want. It's the collaborating with other teams thing we all agree is bad. I am, yep. I am yep. surprised that you guys think that's bad. Uh, and I see, well, again, I think it's fine. Yeah, but I but you still think it's a jerk move. Right. I'm surprised that you a, think it's a jerk being move. a jerk is fine <laughs> if you want to be a jerk. I don't want to be a jerk. I just want to win. Uh, is that the only fantasy cops I have? Oh. Sometimes you have to be a jerk to win. Sometimes when you win, you really lose. We know that. Great sports movie. All right. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back. I don't know. know. Oh, it's Jamie. You know that, right? Yeah. White man can't tell me. Yeah. Uh, Okay. When we come back, uh, we'll read your emails. Uh, Big injury in Pittsburgh. What happened? I'll tell you when we come back. Oh, nice tease. Okay. Big injury in Pittsburgh right after this on Fantasy Football Today. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. 
Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Your email is at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Jamie teased a big injury in Pittsburgh. And this is a hockey injury, Pittsburgh Penguins? No, it's actually not an injury, but it's a uh, illness situation that is going to be good for the Ravens' run game, potentially. Cam Hayward uh, did not practice on Friday with a illness, and I don't know if they know it's COVID or not, but uh doesn't seem like he's going to play, or potential of him not playing. Okay. And I saw Marlon Humphrey didn't practice on Friday for Baltimore. He's been missing all week from practice, and he's their top corner. Going to turn into a shootout. Maybe. All right, you ready for emails? Here we go. Jerk Adam over here just reading his jerk emails from Rob. I can't wait to see how people just obliterate you for this one. I don't know. I see very mixed results. I see mixed results here. Some people, you know, saying it was a curse word. It's not a jerk. Laughing my face off. Uh, It's not a jerk move. Yeah. (laughs) I think most people. I mean, it's definitely, it's it's spiteful. No problem with that. Set one person yeah. wants us to settle in the octagon. You can do that. <laughs> Me and you in the octagon? Yeah, man. I'm fast. I've run away. All right, here we go. Full PPR from I'm Rob. Pick you're faster than me? You're old, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. Spring chicken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pick pick one in PPR. You haven't used your legs in about two years. You haven't moved your house. That's <laughs> fair. Do, do I live in a townhouse, Jamie? There are a lot of steps. A lot of steps. My house is a is a like big stairmaster. Think of it that way. All right, Mooney, Elijah. In your house, I'd be turning the lights off on you all the time. (laughs) Yeah, puts it on the outside. (laughs) Elijah Moore, Darnell Mooney, or Van Jefferson. Um, Uh, Darnell Mooney. Yes, it's close with him and Moore, but Mooney. Okay, from Jeff, twelve team half PPR: Bateman, Myers. Or Hilton. Uh, Hilton does have his history against the Texans. He scored against them earlier this season too. No, no. four for eighty on four yards. targets, but okay. he just destroys them. I'm going Hilton with the uh, the potential. Yeah, I think that's fine. RB two, uh, Devontae Freeman or Melvin Gordon if he plays. For me, it would be Gordon if he plays. But you said Devontae Freeman. Yeah. I oh, with did. this Hayward news now, uh, there's, um, let me see exactly who this is. Uh, so Alex Kazora, who uh, works for SteelersDepot.com, just tweeted that the record for, for the Steelers have ever allowed on the ground is 338. That record could be in jeopardy this week. Oh, <laughs> come on. All right, so who do you think has more broken tackles this season? Adam Azer or Devontae Freeman? Well, if it were me in the octagon against Jamie, it'd be me. You just have a broken face. <laughs> it is Devontae Freeman by one. He has one more broken tackle than Adam Azer does so far this season. I he's, just, I think he's dust. 
Don't yeah, need but to break ankles when you're still... breaking people. Don't need to break tackles when you're breaking ankles. Yeah. <laughs> or breaking the plane of the goal line. All right. Anyway, uh, from Chris, Logan Thomas or Matt Breida in the flex? I would go with Thomas. Yeah. I also have Dontrell Hilliard on my bench. Is Hilliard automatically my flex, my flex over Logan Thomas and Matt Breida uh, going forward? Yes. It's a fluid situation. Assumption for next week, but we'll see yeah. what happens with McNichols. As of as of today, yes. Right. <laughs> Doug says only way Adam wins is if he doesn't shower for a month or so. Ha! <laughs> I can do that. Uh, let's see. What do we got? Mark from New Jersey. I am the Christian McCaffrey manager in a full PPR three receiver, two running back, one quarterback flex league. I have David Montgomery, Boston Scott, and Tevin Coleman. So he could use an upgrade there. I have Keenan Allen, Jefferson, Mooney, DJ Moore, and Bateman. Uh, what if I offer DJ Moore for Alexander Madison? Grade the trade. Um, that depends a lot on what you where your team is. If you're fighting for a playoff spot, I think that's an absolute obvious must do. Um, if you're locked into a playoff spot, you could be hurting your team for the playoffs. Um, so I, I think it depends on your team context, but generally speaking, I would lean towards doing this one. Is it is just more for Madison straight up? Yeah. Yep. I would do it. I mean, you're getting two weeks of a potential top five running back, and it's no guarantee that Cook comes back, and Cook may come back and re-injure one of his mm-hmm. two shoulder injuries. Or what if the Vikings go 0-2? I know it seems a little surprising since they have Detroit, and they decide, you know what, Dobbin, we're not risking it, you're done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you got so much more upside with for Alexander Madison. And from Ryan, dear Archuleta, Mosley, Miller, and Brown. I don't know what this is. I mean, Adam Archuleta. Yeah, I know him. And then I was like, is this Adam, Dave, Jamie? I I don't think so. Who is it? Archuleta, what? Mosley, Miller, and Brown. So CJ. Who's Miller? Do they all go to the same college? I don't know. It's possible. I don't know where Adam Archuleta went to college. Go to Nebraska? I think so. Yeah, I don't know. Figure it out, someone. Pick three in non-PPR. Clyde edwards Zelaire. Arizona State. That's Arizona State. You sure it wasn't Nebraska? Because it really felt like I was right there for a no. second. Jamie agreed with you. but Yeah, I it, think Jamie really tricked State. me. Gave me a false sense of security. All right, pick three in non- i build you up after your stupid uh, take before. <laughs> I don't know. I, you, you benefit. You, you save your fab. You get to do what you want with it. All right, pick three in non-PPR. James Robinson, Clyde Edwards-Elair, Jamal Williams, and Mike Williams. The three running backs. Yeah. Robbie from Atlanta. I have Jalen Hurts at quarterback on a bye next week. Who would you rather have next week? Heineke against the Cowboys or Burrow against the Niners? Hmm. Burrow. Yeah, I guess. You know, it's like we're all excited about Taylor Heineke. He's done basically what Burrow's been doing. You know, just not a lot of uh, success fantasy-wise. He's been winning games. But three of his last four, I think, or four of his last five has been like 17 points or less. Yeah. Burrow, though, first, before the bye, I don't know, what was it, eight, nine games or something, scored 22 or more points in all but one game. Yeah, he had like an 8% touchdown rate, though, was the thing. He had multiple touchdowns in each of his first eight or nine games, I think. Um, The one thing, I guess, would be that 
the matchup against the 49ers probably isn't one where the Bengals will just run away with it and be able to sit on the ball. Mm-hmm. So they probably will have to throw more than you know 30 times. Well, if I'm the Jalen Hurts manager, I definitely want a backup on my team, and I'd want it to be Burrow. Okay, from Austin. Dave and Heath have Gage. I have to check and make sure this is correct, but Dave and Heath have Gage as a top 30 wide receiver. Everyone has Pitts as a top 12 tight end. Matt Ryan has thrown for less than 190 yards in four of five weeks. In three of those weeks, he threw for under 150 yards. Under 150 yards, excuse me. Please explain. I'm debating starting Gage, but I'm very nervous. I have more in Adams on a bye this week. I mean, I, I think you've seen kind of what Gage is. He's like an 11 PPR type guy, which puts him in that 30-ish range, given the receivers that we have and, and the competition you know, for, for players around him, at least that's why I approach. I have him like 36 or 35 in that range as well. Um, Pitts can get you eight or nine PPR points and still be a top 12 tight end. And both those guys can do that, you know, for 50, 60 yards receiving and, and five right. or six catches, depending on how it goes. So it's not like Matt Ryan has to, you know, go for 303 for those guys to finish in the spots that we're talking about. Right. Yeah, I have gauge lower than that just because I don't see much upside, but I, the, the logic there generally is correct, yeah. You know, like if Russell Gage has five catches for 60 yards, he's probably going to be the 32nd wide receiver or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. All right. From Peter, I beat my trade deadline by three minutes today. Did I rush and make a bad deal? In PPR, I give up Joe Mixon and Keenan Allen. I get Jonathan Taylor and Jamar Chase. That's a good trade. Well, like it's a fair, fair trade. Yeah. Fair I, trade. Yeah, I mean, fair. Nick Mixon is, is clearly a step down, but not a huge step down. I yeah. think you lose the receiver spot, but you know, you're getting you know the best running back in football right now. So it, it's that's what you have to the, the type of players you have to give up to get a player like Taylor. Yeah, and just I mean, I, I know nobody needs to like sing Jonathan Taylor's praises at this point, but like last week was not a great game script for him. And that was historically, at least in the first like year and a half of his career, the kind of game where Jonathan Taylor wouldn't be great and he still had what, nineteen PPR points? He just yeah he's he's at that level now. Whereas I don't know if Joe Mixon is entirely game script uh, averse. And it was against the Bucks too, you know. He yeah, tore right through him. Okay, from Matthews, sitting at home listening to you guys after having back surgery, I have a tight end dilemma. Rest of season, I need to cut one: Fant, Gasicki, or Fryermuth. <laughs> I would cut Gasicki. Because he's on a oh no I'm sorry I'd probably cut Fant but if you if you're just looking at it Gasecki's got a buy next week yeah so you know how many people are running to pick him up but Fant is the worst player of that trio right now I agree with both of those I'm gonna read a couple of comments here a couple questions in the chat start two Sony Michelle DeAndre Hopkins Elijah Moore and Jerry Judy in about an hour this answer might change but for now if it's no Daryl Henderson Sony Michelle is the easy one yep and I would start Hopkins. If there is Henderson, I would go Hopkins and, and more. I agree with that. Okay. Full PPR flex, Saquon Barkley or Van Jefferson? I would go with Saquon. It's just crazy that this is where we are with him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you go Saquon, but... Uh, flex question, Jamal Williams, Pat Fryermuth, Foster Moreau, or Javante Williams? It's between Javante and Jamal if it's... I think I would just go with Jamal. It's going to be really hard to sit Javante Williams, but yeah. All right. Jamie likes Javante better if Melvin Gordon's out. Uh, Miles Sanders or... Oh, Miles Sanders or Boston Scott. It's going to be Sanders, right? If both play, yeah. 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 
And Brady or Herbert? Brady. Uh, Brady if it's Tom, Herbert if it's Quinn. That's fair. <laughs> and uh, that's... Oh, next week, Cam Newton against the Falcons or Ryan Tannehill against the Jaguars? I would go with Cam. Uh, I would go with Cam as of now. I hope that we get Julio Jones back. You're not going to get A.J. Brown back, but it would be nice to see Tannehill with something at receiver that will help him. But yes, Cam right now. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. Thanks for the Fantasy Cop submissions. I'll try to get to some more next week. All right, if you are you on you YouTube. Should do? You should add a bunch of Fantasy Cop submissions and then drop a bunch of Fantasy <laughs> Cop submissions, and then maybe we can try and figure out which submissions we should answer. If you are on YouTube right now, I'm about to do FFT in five with Jacob Gibbs. Check that out in podcast land as well. Fantasy football today in five. And have a great day, everybody. We will talk to you later on Fantasy Football Today. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game full speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.